Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Thursday, December the 15th, 2022. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, nidus, which means a nest or breeding place. Nidus. I hope everyone is enjoying their Thursday. End of the work week is almost here. End of the work week is almost here. Uh, rain, 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 rain. That's all it is here in North Carolina. Uh, system came through last night. Uh, started a little bit of rain in the late afternoon, evening, and it still continues today. I uh, expect it to be heavy at times. Uh, Later this afternoon, we could have some severe thunderstorms also. All of this, this system is part of a super system that uh, has just swept across the entire United States. Uh, We have tornadoes in Louisiana. Uh, Three are dead. A mother and son and and another person. Uh, Those tornadoes down in Louisiana, man, they are just, it's unbelievable. I believe they said they counted upwards of 50 from uh Louisiana to Miami. Wow. That's in in December. Coincidentally, I, I was on my Facebook earlier this morning and uh, it popped up as a memory. We had the same thing going on last year in the Deep South. Wow. How about that? How about that? Maybe that's the weather weather pattern here in the South because uh, up North in the, in the upper Midwest, uh, the Plains, they're getting hammered with snow. Whiteout conditions, uh, no deaths as of yet, and and that system, like I said, all of this is a result of one huge system that is just sweeping the United States. That system is still moving across, and and of course, you know, like I said, it's dumping snow in the the north and uh, in, in in the plains area, but uh, in the northeast, it's expected to produce not only snow but some freezing and sleet rain. Wow, freezing rain. Well, uh, I guess that's the winter. I just guess. I just guess. But uh, all we're getting uh, thus far, hopefully and prayerfully, because uh, in comparison to other parts of the United States, like I said, for whether it be those tornadoes uh, down south or that uh, rain, uh, I mean, that snow and heavy wind and, and sleet and free, freezing rain, uh, in comparison, all we're getting is just rain. I'll take it. I will take it any day of the week. I just will. Uh, you just have to take it. Man, uh, if you're saying to yourself, I hate the rain, well, it could be worse. It could be worse. Hey, I haven't talking to you, spoken to you guys in a while. I must admit, I've been a little, uh, I haven't been under the weather, but, uh, you know, hey, I, I've, just like anyone on this earth, I've uh, I had to take a break. I, I had a mental moment, as you may say. Uh, I had to take a break from everything. That included work, podcasting. Um, I had to really sit down and, and, and think and reevaluate and refocus and, and garner some inner strength. Uh, just like anyone on this earth, uh, at any given time, life can be overburdensome sometimes. It can become too much. And I think if, if you're paying attention or you're in tune with yourself, you have to say to yourself, hold on, wait a minute, let me take a break. Let me take a breather. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. 
Uh, yeah, you are supposed to give 110%, but uh, there's only so much your body can take, your mind can take before it says, no way, no how. Either you take a break or I'll take a break for you. <laughs> and that's just what happened. Uh, I had to take a, a little break. I had to regroup and refocus and, and recharge and and just think and, and, and calm down. When I said I had a mental moment, man, my workload was, was whew, uh, my workload was, was just wearing me down. Maybe uh, in, in some way, one thing that I discovered is uh, as I'm getting older, uh, I don't have the patience like I used to. Uh, we're dealing with folks and nonsense. <laughs> I just don't. And, and, and working in retail, you're, you're dealing with so many different people, so many different attitudes, uh, so many different cultures. It can wear you down. It can be overburdensome and, and, and it can just drain you to have to deal with all of, all of these different types of people. And, and it's not it's not directed towards one race or one class or one gender or, or one sexual orientation. It's everybody. It can wear you down. Everybody has a problem. Hey, I have no problem with that whatsoever. But if you ever work retail or you're working in retail, you know full well, you got to take a break some time. And that's just what I did. I just took a little mental moment. I had a mental moment. Uh, I said to myself, okay, I, I need to regroup and refocus to sit down and relax and, and think before I snap. <laughs> ah, I know a lot of times on this podcast, you hear me talking trash about people who snap and, and, and they say, oh, I had a mental moment. I was overwhelmed, overburdened. But that's usually when I when I talk trash about those people, those usually are the ones that uh, the end result is violence. Uh, yeah, I had a mental moment. I didn't resort to violence. I just simply, uh, like I said, backed off. There's no shame in that. I think it's the best way and best way to handle a situation like that. Uh, maybe it's part of my introverted being. Uh, I've often been told I'm very quiet and standoffish and, and reclusive. I'll take that any day of the week in comparison to the opposite, where you're always up and at them, ready to rumble and tumble with any old person that comes along. And you're only a few seconds away from stroking the hell out. <laughs> I will not be that guy. I will not be that guy. So yeah, if I have to take away, uh, take some time and, and, and regroup and refocus and take some time to myself, I will. And I have no problem doing that. And if anyone feels otherwise, uh, sorry for you. Hey, this is just life for me. Uh, those that know me know, hey, that's just what he does. That's how I keep my uh, calm head. It just is. It just is. All right, let's move along here, man. Like I said, I haven't been up here and talked to you guys in a while. A uh, little football news uh, this past weekend. Uh, the Vikings and Lions. I know I'm late, but uh, the Lions beat the Vikings 34 to 23. That was a shock. Uh, I knew it was going to be a good game. I just did. The Lions are that squad that you never know which squad is going to show up. Uh, they are known for, of course, hey, putting points on the board, but they can't get too many wins. They got one against the Vikings. The Vikings are the head of the NFC North, and, and they're playoff bound and some talks of even being in a Super Bowl, but it didn't look too well uh, Sunday. Just didn't. Just didn't. And another uh, game that has playoff potential, the Philadelphia Eagles defeated the New York football Giants 48-22. to Wow. That's the Eagles. 
they are that team this year. Uh, Jalen Hurts and company, yeah, I, I can see them going to the Super Bowl. I really can. Uh, I can see them tearing the playoffs all two pieces. And the reason why I say I can see them in the Super Bowl, they're a division rival, the Dallas Cowboys versus the Houston Texans. Cowboys held on to win 27 to 23, but they had a little bit of a struggle against a team that has only won one game and tied another game. That infamous, and I do mean infamous, Cowboys skid and flop is a coming. <laughs> ah, the Cowboys struggled against the Texans? Yep. Uh, if the Texans ha- would have had a little bit more time, I think they would have quite possibly handed the Cowboys a loss. I just do. Uh, they were, hey, they, they aren't, like I said, they've only won one game and they tied another game. But here you have the Dallas Cowboys that has so much uh, potential and people are saying they're Super, bo- Super Bowl bound. They're going to tear up the playoffs with it. They're still in the playoff hunt. Yeah. Uh, they may have a wild card. Maybe with this victory here, they may have a wild card. But they got a game coming up soon. They got a game coming up soon against the Philadelphia Eagles on Christmas Day. And they got to show up. I hope they show up better than this. <laughs> yeah, that infamous cowboy skin flop is a coming. It is. It is. It is. It just is. Yeah, I'd still say it, and I'll stand by it. Cowboys ain't going to no Super Bowl. They just aren't going to a Super Bowl. They just aren't. They just aren't. They just aren't. Hey, that's just me. That's just me. All right, let's move along here, man. Uh, also, hey, today here in Durham, North Carolina, it looks like uh, the shot spotter system is supposed to be up and running today. Now, this shot spotter system, if you're saying, what is this? It detects gunshots fired outside. It pings. Uh, There's supposed to be some sensors being placed around town, and they said that they're going to horn in and center around uh, East and Southeast Durham because that's where the majority of the shootings are occurring and homicides. Uh, That rate is up. Not surprising. So this shot spotter system, it it has these sensors around town, and it's supposed to whenever there's shot shots or shot or multiple shots fired, police are supposed to be able to respond. Now, it has some opponents. Some opponents are saying, hey, this is just another uh, violation of privacy, and and they have concerns of discrimination against uh, the minority community here in Durham. Well, as for me, how I view ShotSpotter, it's needed. It's been needed. It it just is. Uh, The discrimination aspect or, or privacy violation, I can see. And I understand it, get it, got it, understand it. But uh, as I've always said on this podcast, it is as it relates to Durham and its crime, we have a huge, huge problem with crime. And that encompasses everything, the, uh, the gangs, the robberies, the homicides, whatever. And, and, and whatever you could think of that says uh, uh, crime, we have it here in Durham, just like other places in this country. But this is, in Durham, it has became a problem. It's been neglected for so long, and now it's a huge, huge, huge problem. And maybe this could help out a little bit. I don't think it's going to deter the crime. I don't think it's going to deter the shooting, to be honest with you. Folks are just going to do what they want to do, when, where, and how they want to do it. They just are. 
I don't see it, uh, like I said, deterring crime or stopping crime so much. But it, it, it can be another tool that is used and needed, much needed, to fight this gun violence in this town. Fayetteville, North Carolina also is looking into it, quite possibly. Uh, they're going to get a shot spotter system also. Uh, like I said, those opponents are saying it, 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 it's, a, it's a form of discrimination and violates their rights. Well, um, if you are out shooting for whatever reason, you need to be dealt with. For so long, us in the black community, we've just allowed this to go on and fester and look the other way. And then when something tragic happens, we jump up and down screaming and hollering, asking for help. Well, here's your help. Careful what you ask for. Uh, like I said, discrimination and, and violation of rights and privacy. I get it. Got it. Understand it wholeheartedly. Yeah, it may. It's going to cross over those boundaries because it's needed. Uh, little old thing, something to think about. Uh, this shot spotter system wouldn't be needed if people weren't out shooting for whatever reason. And crime, homicide, people weren't out shooting, killing each other. The shot spotter system wouldn't be needed. So, I mean, hey, you got to take the good with the bad. That's the best I could tell you. Just is, just is. Uh, moving along here also, man. Hey, guys, gas prices have dropped nationally. They're under, uh, it's at $2.99 per gallon. And many folks are, uh, are up and, and, and praising and whooping and hollering. All right, gas prices down. How about that? And that's like I said earlier, uh, sometime last week, they're predicting that inflation that was looming. They said, they're saying that it quite possibly is a no-go. Looks like we're gaining control of the U.S. economy again. Uh, and we'll see. We'll see. Uh, glad to see those gas prices going down, though. I got to admit, man, that, 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 those gas prices were aggravating up and down up and down so i'm wondering uh with the, like i said uh, our question if the gas prices are going down are they going to stay down or are we going to have this yo-yo effect again where they rise and fall fall and rise stays you know hey but uh it's good to see much needed much needed especially for those that are going to be traveling this holiday season just is just is uh, here's an update of sorts, uh, I could, I should say. Uh, the attacker of former Speaker Pelosi, Speaker of the House Pelosi's husband, uh, was in court yesterday. He was in court to face state charges of attempted murder, elderly abuse. Uh, Pelosi's husband is 82 and burglary. So these are the state charges. Haven't got to the Fed charges yet because uh, and attacking a family member or spouse of a, an elected federal official, it does carry some charges and it does carry some weight. So he's just in, in court on the state charges as of yesterday, but he still has to go to court for those Fed charges. Now, uh, one thing that came out during, during the court proceedings is uh, they played the police body cam footage and also the 911 call made by uh Pelosi himself. Now, he could be heard asking for Capitol Police, saying that there was a man in my home and he's refusing to leave and he's waiting on my wife. 911 ask, uh, operator asks, who is this person? And the attacker can be heard stating his full damn name. <laughs> uh, nut job, nut job, nut job. Can you say nut job? Yeah, you can. Uh, that, that guy's nuts. <laughs> 
he's nuts. He just is. He just is. Uh, also, yesterday, uh, uh, they unveiled a portrait of uh, former Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, and her husband was there also. So it's good to see him up and, and getting around. He's had multiple surgeries, of course. And, and I, I dare I say uh, the psychological aspect of, of knowing that you're in your home, minding your own business late at night, and here you have some food that comes in and tries to beat you or beats you, I should say, with a hammer. Uh, looking for your wife, asking where she is as he's beating you over the head and body with a hammer. Yeah, this guy's going to do some time. <laughs> he's going to do some time. Yeah, he's in that. Yeah, uh, many are saying that that it's 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 not odd, but to have that footage footage played in the courtroom so soon, and then the, that those tapes of the the nine one one operator interacting with the uh, the speaker's husband, many are saying that uh, hey, it's odd, but not odd. They want to get this guy behind bars and behind bars quickly. Um, do I think, because you know, those are, some are saying, hey, this may be a, another case of mental health. Uh, yeah, I understand that. But like I always say, mental health or no mental health, when you are having a mental moment and then you up and decide to attack, harm, or kill someone, uh, that ain't mental health for me. That's just who you are. And that's just what you wanted to do. And you need to serve some time. Uh, I don't think you need to go to a, a mental health institution or hospital. You need to serve some time in prison there, buddy. Pull every day. Whatever the amount, pull it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said earlier, hey, I had I had a mental moment also. But uh, I recognized and realized the triggers and I, I was recognizing my response. So I backed off. Maybe that's what he should have did. Now, his attack was was the result of, as he said, that those uh, Democrats in the House and the Senate or whatever are liars. And they need to acknowledge that the uh, 2020 presidential election was a hoax. It was false. President Trump won. Hmm. Wow. Still carrying that grudge, are we? It appears that way. It appears that way. So uh, when he was there in the house and, and, and he he admitted he admitted to official uh, law enforcement that he was there for that specific purpose of uh, uh, he wanted to target Nancy Pelosi. He thought she was there and he was going to beat her, uh, break her kneecaps if she didn't admit that the uh, President Trump had won, had won the 2020 presidential election and that all of the Democrats in the House and the Senate were lying and upholding a lie. So he, he broke in. He was going to break her kneecaps and force her to tell you the truth. And he said also that if, if she, once she admitted to the truth, he was going to leave. He was going to leave her alone. Yeah, you're way off your rocker there, buddy. You are way off your rocker. <laughs> you just are. You just are. Yeah, yeah that guy's he's gone. He's gone. All right. Let's go get it. Man, last week, and it has become a problem throughout the United States. It just has. It just has. For whatever reason, uh, it's a huge problem. Uh, last week, two retail giants, Walmart and Target, to be more specific, announced that they are having a, a steady decline in revenue 
They're losing money, big bucks, because of shoplifting and the thievery of its employees also. But the main catalyst is the shoplifting. Uh, if you're saying to yourself, wow, I didn't know it was that serious. Well, apparently it's gotten to the point that they're saying, hey, we may have to or we are going to raise prices. And if that doesn't help, and they've already said in certain areas of this country, in certain towns, cities and communities, that whether they raise the price or not, it's not going to help worth nothing. And they're going to have to close stores. So folks are going to lose their job because of these shoplifting incidents. Now, Walmart says they've uh, lost $3 billion yearly due to shoplifting and thievery from employees. Target says they've lost $400 million as a result of shoplifting. Now, these shoplifting, if you say it to yourself, man, these are just little old lady, ladies or, 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 or some folks that are down and out on their luck. They're just coming in, picking up an item or two. How, how, how can that be? Nope. Uh, apparently, we call them boosters, which boosters are those or a group of people or an individual. They go into stores and they start stealing or they, they pack stuff away in bags and walk right out the door. Or you have what is now known as flash mobs, where you have a group of people that just storm the store uh, or get whatever they want and then walk or run back out to an awaiting, awaiting vehicle. Shoplifting has changed, hasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, long going on the little old ladies or, or the individual that comes in and picks up an item or two or a few items to supplement uh, their lack of income. Uh, what they're saying is is the, the, the reason for the $3 billion loss for Walmart and the $400 million loss for our target is a lot of these boosters or flash mobs, they're taking so much mer merchandise, not at one store, but multiple stores, and, and, and all of this is adding up. And they're not making a profit. It, 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 you got to admit, for them to come out with this and, and say they're losing money, there has to be a huge problem. This is ridiculous. Uh, if you're saying to yourself, wait, man, it's not that bad. Yes, it is. Uh, Walgreens in San Francisco closed their store there. Why? Shoplifting. I know you've seen the multiple videos online as well as I have where folks just walked in and just started loading up bags of merchandise, deodorant, soap, body wash, detergent, uh, dish detergent even, not just laundry detergent, but detergent. They load up whatever and whatever they want into bags and just walk out the store. Now, these stores, they have a, a, a no hands approach to shoplifting. It's a liability issue. Here you are representing a company and someone comes in shoplifting. They put you put your hands on them. And this day and time in our society, uh, instead of you uh, being able to press charges, chances are if something happened, that individual that was shoplifting, he could he or she could press charges and sue that company. That's why a lot of these companies have a no hands approach. Well, first of all, I'm not touching anyone. I'm just not. Uh, not only any merchandise that could be written off. So, uh, hey. I work in retail and I can tell you full well that everything that I, I just spoke about as it relates to shoplifting, it happens. You could just be in there working, minding your own business, trying to get through an eight hour shift and you look up and there's a fool or fools with a bag loading up merchandise, walking out of the store or putting it in a shopping cart and pushing it out the store down the street or pushing it to a vehicle where they dump everything in it. Yeah, it happens. 
It ain't no isolated incidents or little uh, random world star videos that appear on the internet. This is a daily occurrence in retail. Jess is. Jess is. So these these flash mobs or these boosters, uh, what officials are saying is a lot of them they're working for or, or the goods they get. If they're good enough, like electronics or whatever or what have you, they give it to a fence or sell it to a fence who then turns around and sells it online, quite possibly. A lot of these. So it, it has left uh, police and other officials to monitor these social media sites where you have these items for sale. And that's how they're catching a lot of these people. Yeah. It's, it's totally different from what it used to be. I'll give you that. It just is. Uh, I, I have no words. And for a, a, a company to say that as a result of these, these shoplifting incidents, and it is a, a huge problem. Trust me, I work for a company and, and I work at a store. And, and man, I can tell you, I can honestly tell you that uh, you put this stuff on the shelf. Uh, if you're lucky, by the end of your shift, it may still be there if it's not gone. But, but I can guarantee you by the time you come back, the next day it's going to be gone. It's going to be, it just walks out of there. So it is a huge problem. It does causes loss. Um, you can write it off, I guess, but how much of a write-off can you, 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 can you write off if it's the whole, literally the whole shipment that you just got in walked out the door for how long can you continue to write it off before you realize, or you have to admit this is a loss. We ain't making any money. And that's what these two big uh, retail giants are saying. We're losing money. And yes, they are. I believe those numbers wholeheartedly. I see it every day. It's just a shame and a disgrace. So if they close these stores, there go some jobs. Those are jobs. Those are people's only source of income and how they survive and, and, and keep their head above water. And it's quite, quite possibly, well, ain't quite possibly, Walmart came out and flat out said they're going to start closing. They have no other choice. They're losing too much. There goes those folks' livelihood. Uh, it, you may be saying to yourself, well, it ain't that many people. It, it ain't going to do any harm. Yeah, it will locally. It will locally in whatever city or state you're in. May not do that much nationally, but if enough of it is spread out throughout the United States, there goes those unemployment numbers again. Folks aren't or can't work. They're looking for work because store closed. Yeah, it, it is that serious. I know many people have, have said multiple times, I've talked to people, they say, oh man, they can always write that off. But apparently writing it off ain't helping too much because they, now they're saying they're they're they are in no way, shape, form, or fashion. They don't have their profit margin is done. It's a wrap. They gotta close stores. Wow. Just wow. Just wow. Um like I said, uh these folks, they aren't the old way. These are organized groups, they're saying. And this is just what they do. This is how they make their living. Still. And selling to whom and whoever. In addition to that, you, you know, hey, you got a lot of folks uh, in, in San Francisco. The thing that came out, they found that those this certain group that was going around stealing, they found out that some of them were homeless, and, and that's how they made their money. They were homeless, and they sold it to the fences. So the fences would 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 then go would sell it and and give them the money. But apparently, these fences were targeting those homeless people to go in there and do that. 
So these groups, uh, they're organized. Officials are on. Officials are on them. Wow. Certainly a strange world we are living in. Just is, just is, just is. I'm going to get out of here. I got to go to work later on. I have to go to work later on. Just do, just do. Well, that's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. And I would love to hear your voice. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Verbal, and WordPress. And now on YouTube. Thank you for listening. This is Stephen Carnegie for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.